welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm Jeff Lee, editor of Cargo Facts, and it's Monday, the 11th of September. Today, I'm joined by Luis Ramos, founder and CEO of Awesome Cargo, a new carrier based in Mexico that will soon complete the certification process and is looking to expand into the freighter segment. Hey, Luis, thank you for joining me. Hello, Jeff. Good morning, and thank you for inviting me uh, today. Sure. Um, so it's been a while. I mean, we we talked to you um, in Panama in May, and that uh, was already uh, four months ago. Um, so catch us up. What's um, the latest uh, and what's going on with Awesome Cargo and um, your AOC? Yeah, no, we're, we're very excited. Um, Aircraft One arrived into Mexico City at our new cargo airport, Santa Lucia Airport. Uh, we, we finalized um, our contract to have uh, an MRO facility, which will be the home uh, of Awesome Cargo. Uh, in the interim, we have been hard at work at, uh, at the aircraft number two to have it uh, converted into, into um, an Avensis STC. And we, we should have that aircraft ready and flown into Mexico uh, by next month. And in parallel, we've been hard at work with our Mexican authorities, the, the Mexican AFAC, the Civil Aviation Authority of, of Mexico, uh, to try to get uh, our, our aircraft um, operating certificate on our demo flights uh, on their way. Um, we're, we're very fortunate that the authorities um, have, have helped us a lot. Um, we're very thankful for the Mexican government and, and the AFAC for moving as quickly as they have um, in the midst of having everything that's going on with, uh, with the FAA and, and getting back the Category 1. So we're very thankful with, with, uh, with our authorities. And we finally see the light at the end of the tunnel. We, we think um, we should be given green light uh, this week or the following to start our, our demonstration flights. Right. Um, and then you, you have a rough time frame for when you expect the, you know, the final AOC? Yeah, we, we expect to have it by, by mid-October. Okay. You mentioned the uh, MRO facility there. Um, tell us a bit more about that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's the only civil um, MRO at the new airport. It, is, it has 46,000 square meters uh, covered space and additionally uh, another 40,000 square meters of, uh, of RAM space where we can have simultaneously uh, up to six 747s. Um, we also have a storage facility where we will have specialized shops for engines and special tooling uh, in partnership with uh, with a company that I, I can't say the name right now, mm-hmm. uh, but we're very advanced in some talks with uh, a very known uh, party, which will potentially partner up with, with us for this for this uh, for this new venture, we're very excited because um, 
the, the cargo operations have moved to Mexico, to the new Mexico City Airport, to Santa Lucia, Felipe Angeles. Um, roughly, we have about 24 cargo operations per day at the new airport. Um, and, and at some point, we're sure that, um, that having an MRO facility with FAA uh, permits, uh, with our 145 and our EASA permits, uh, apart from our AFAC permits, will be very beneficial for our customers and our partners uh, in case they have a, an AOG situation. Mm -hmm. And just going back to your your own fleet, um, like you said, you have the, um, your uh, second A330 almost ready. Perhaps just uh, let's go back a bit um, to when you uh, started this whole thing. Uh, what what were the main reasons for selecting the A330-200? Well, we think it's the right aircraft for the region. Um, the the 767 Freighter is our is our preferred aircraft when you're talking about Central America, Northern South America, and then Mexico and the U.S. Um, However, as the 767 program ages, we thought the 330 was a, the right fit for us uh, to connect the region. So uh, for starters, we will start with the two Airbus 330-200s. But I think it's about time, Jeff, uh, for me to share something with you. Uh, we are incorporating additionally uh, two 737-800 BCFs, uh, full freighters, by the end of the year. Oh. That will be, uh, yeah. I mean, that's you. Then you will have uh, both a wide body operation and a narrow body operation. Um, are, are yes. You, do you already have agreements um, confirmed for those? Or? Yes, we do. We already have uh, letters of intent signed, hmm. and we're we're finalizing the lease agreements with uh, with a major lessor mm -hmm. that has been a, a great partner for us and super uh, patient. Uh, because the 737 program got delayed a little bit, obviously, uh, we didn't have the, the technical bandwidth to have concurrent launches of, of two different family aircraft. Mm. Plus, the Category 1, Category 2 issue was, um, was definitely something that we were watching very closely. Um, it was announced last Friday by uh, by our, our Mexican president, that the category one would be uh, recuperated soon. Uh, we will wait for the official notification from the corresponding authorities. Uh, but this is certainly something that the entire Mexican aviation industry is celebrating. Yeah, no, that that will be a very significant, um, and I guess that's also. Um, figures into your your plans and for your operations. Um, since you already have, um, you know, the Airbus A330s, um, why did you go for the 737-800 um, as opposed to, let's say, the an A321 or an A320? So th this this was a very difficult decision for us, uh, but based on the routes that we want to operate. Um, having a few airports that are high and hot, and then the range that was required for for the for the business, we thought that 737-800 was uh, the, the preferred aircraft for us in the region. 
the, the 321 freighter uh, seemed to be um, a, a cheaper aircraft to operate. It also gave us additional capacity in terms of volume. So, so it's definitely the right aircraft for e-commerce uh, and, and, for, and for volumized cargo. But the issue is on the 321 that the range is shorter than the 737. So that aircraft would work very well if you had high yield and uh, high, high optimization um, cargo in a certain region that has shorter routes that need to be operated. For us, we thought the 737 was a, a better fit in the, in the market, in the region, and with the current uh, market conditions. Right, great. I mean, that's uh, super exciting for, for you. And you still, your intention is still uh, for the two A330s to um, eventually be converted into full freighters, right? Um, is there any um, update on the time frame for that? Uh, no, Jeff. Unfortunately, uh, there there isn't. So, so hopefully, anyone that's listening right now that has conversion slots available, if if they have them and can contact me, I you can give them my cell phone. Uh, because we're, we're, we're literally just uh, uh, standing by for whenever that's a possibility. There's a few different conversion lines that have been opened for the 330 uh, family. So we think that the, that the slots will, will become more available, uh, especially since the market of aircraft, the freighter aircraft, uh, cools down uh, worldwide. And a lot of the people that speculated on on conversion slots are realizing that uh, that some airlines may not want to convert uh, with the same level of, of appetite as they were uh, converting a few years back. Yeah. So we're we're staying positive that we'll have opportunities to do so in the shorter uh, shorter term. Mm-hmm. And of course, it, you know. Concurrently with the two A330s that we have, it's our plans to get additionally two more Airbus 330s while these aircraft are being converted. Right. 200s as well, or maybe 300s? That hasn't been determined yet. It depends on who you ask internally. (laughs) It, It could be 300s or 200s. Oh, okay. Um, and that actually brings me to uh, probably the last question. But you were saying um, how the market um, generally is uh, a bit depressing. I mean, we're seeing that in most um, regions around the world. But when we talk about Mexico specifically, um, what's the situation there, and um, you know, how is it different from the rest of the world? Well, I mean, you have to take a few things into consideration, right? Um, Mexico is geographically positioned just south of the U.S. Uh, we are the U.S. closest, if not the closest, the first or second trading partner. Um, there's been significant amount of capitals that have been coming into the country in the form of foreign direct investment. So we do believe that in the next five years, this uh, so-called phenomenon of uh, called um, nearshoring will will definitely catapult the Mexican market of, uh, of air freight into a whole different dimension. And we want mm-hmm. to be ready for that. Uh, at the same time, we must be cautious 
about our expansion and about our decisions because you know the next year will be um, elections year in Mexico and there will, there will be a lot of uh, uncertainty both in the markets and in the political realm of things. Um, also in the U.S., you have a, a similar phenomenon taking taking place. So we got to be cautious, and, and I would say cautiously optimistic um, with the exchange rates and 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 the markets um, of exports and imports in Mexico. But at the same time, as you know, Jeff, if we've learned anything from aviation, is that our business is very cyclical. And the name of the game is play the long game. Mm -hmm. So we're 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 hoping for the best, but at the same time we're we're preparing for the worst. And that's why we have been so cautious in our decisions and um, in our incorporation of of aircraft into our fleet, because we want to make sure that we're going to be able to give these aircraft the utilization that they require. Right. Well, uh, that's, um, no, that's very exciting and um, good luck with all your certification flights um, and your AOC um, and you know the, the expansion of your fleet. Uh, and we'll look forward to seeing that. And hopefully we'll see you uh, at Cargofax Symposium um, next month. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited. That, that's San Diego. Um, we certainly have it on the calendar. Uh, we don't know if I, I will be able to attend because it's the same dates as the Formula One, and uh, and we're actually handling the Formula One in in Mexico um, this year as as we have for the last seven years. Mm. Um, so that that requires a lot of attention on our end to make sure that Checo Perez can take the trophy this year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, well, thank you so much for your time, Luis, uh, and uh, catch up with you again soon. Thank you, Jeff. That was Luis Ramos, founder and CEO of Awesome Cargo. And that's it for today. For more multimedia coverage like this, search Cargo Facts Connect on iTunes and Spotify and visit cargofacts.com. Thank you very much for tuning in and join us again next time. 